What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. What's up, Simon? Parker. What's up, brother? How are you? I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for all those who have served protecting our country and other countries that we like as well. How was your weekend? You look tanner. Looks like you got a little color. You're looking good, bro. Thank you. I had a lovely weekend. Uh, I'm ready to be back at it. You look like a uh, character from a movie from the early 2000s. Um, I'll let Elevation Asian determine who you look like, but it's a nice new haircut. It's a new look for you. I was actually going through some older videos that we've recorded over the last two years, I guess, or however long we've been doing this thing. And it's funny. Our haircuts have changed a lot. Our facial features have changed a lot. You know, We talked a few weeks ago about getting a little bigger, a little fatter. Face is getting a little wider, but then also, you know, there was a time where you didn't have facial hair. I didn't have facial hair. I had more facial hair. It's just funny to look like <laughs> at all these different videos of us in like the same place, but we look a little different. We're getting older, bro. Sad reality. Elevation Nation, we have two awesome podcasts that came out this week that we'd love for you to check out. First one is our very own featuring the FTL bags gentlemen they are founders they are young entrepreneurs who really are creating an incredible product and they are giving elevation nation twenty dollars off their first order using code elevation nation 20 so check out the podcast we know you won't be disappointed and equally as exciting you may remember that we had alana dunn from seeing other people a dating podcast that's taking over the world uh, on our podcast and it was fantastic well she invited us back onto her show and it was incredible. We absolutely loved it. I'm listening through it right now, and it's weird to be on someone else's show, but I really liked it. I had a good time, Parker. I don't know about yourself. So check those out. We would love to hear your thoughts on those two incredible podcasts. Yeah, keep us posted. It was funny because, you know, talking about dating, (laughs) I haven't been in the dating world maybe ever. Technically, is college dating? Nah. No, I mean, like, you're not dating people in college. You're just, like, doing, you know, like, people are exclusive or, like, I don't know. You're not going on real dates, like, in the real world. So, it was funny just, like, listening to you and all the crap you have to go through and all the drama and nonsense you have to think about on a daily basis. Where I'm, you know, I just sat there, had a good conversation with Alana talking about, you know, relationships and whatnot. But here we are, 42 and 15. And as you know, Elevation Nation, we're bringing new topics every week. I came across a Twitter thread written by David Perel. And if you don't know David, he considers himself as the writing guy on Twitter. He tweets about writing, learning, and business. He's a writing school. He's a creator. I've been following him for a few years now. Uh, And he wrote this thread on... Uh, a philosopher named Rene Girard. And we're not going to, I'm not going to quote the whole entire thread. We'll link it in the description. But what he was talking about in this thread, and I guess 
philosopher Rene Girard was talking about was this idea of prestige. You know, do people take prestige, you know, when it comes to, for example, taking a job that has a lot of money involved where you're, you're working a job and it might not look very sexy, but you're getting paid a lot of money. Do people define themselves as, as prestigious based upon the amount of money they make or where he says prestige comes in maybe the thing that isn't so monetarily um, rewarding where you're making a more impact on the world. You're, you're trying to fix a social cause uh, uh, or you're trying to better society through whatever education and monetary um, rewards aren't necessarily as high, but the prestige that you get in society might be even higher. So let's talk through prestige, Sam, because I know prestige is something that young adults think about all the time. And I know we're trying to figure out what prestige means to us. But let's start. What do you think on this little thread I sent over? I love this thread because I think too often we talk about comparing ourselves to others on a financial standpoint right? We're on social media. You see someone going to a nice dinner on a crazy vacation and you say, wow, that person makes more money than me. So therefore they are happier than me. They are in a better state of mind than I am. And you compare yourselves to them. That is the easy one to look at the materialistic surface level comparison. And how do many people who are making less money try to combat this in their own minds? They say, well, my job's more prestigious or having a bigger impact. And I might not be making it up financially, but I'm making it up with prestige and a resume builder and something that looks good and is impressive to others. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing. Everyone needs to find the right balance of money, prestige, impact, fulfillment that works for them and their life goals. But we can't be naive to the fact that we do compare jobs based on prestige. If we can't compare on a monetary level with someone who's maybe out-earning us, then it's definitely the next thing we do is say, well, my firm's better or my job's higher up or I'm making more of an impact. We use prestige as a litmus test or a measuring stick as well with people in modern day kind of social media comparing societies. So I thought this thread was incredible and something that, you know, we haven't really talked about at Elevation Nation. We talk about financial comparisons, but what about prestigious comparisons? He has this quote right here, and I'm going to quote part of the thread The very best opportunities are rarely prestigious when there's big money to be made with them. In my experience, the lust for prestige is the strongest amongst high-status people. When looking for jobs, children from high-status families tend to value prestige the most. In another world, these people would take bets on exciting but non-prestigious projects with big upside. It's just so interesting. I mean... The, the idea of prestige, Sam, to me, it's, it's like people have different definitions of it, right? They're, they're, they have to have different pe- definitions up to it. Like, what does prestige mean to you? It, does it have to be a monetary thing? Does it have to be financial? Does it have to be, you know, you're a politician, um, you know, with a social movement that you're behind? Does it have to be... Um, you're a manager in a company. Does that like, I want to change your question, Parker, because you got me thinking, can you have prestige without having comparison? Prestige without having comparison. I kind of think no. 
which is crazy. But the whole point of a job being prestigious is you have it and someone else doesn't. And people perceive you exactly. in a light, better light than it's perception. Not themselves are just the better than the general, I guess. Yeah. So like, so is prestige really what we should be going after? Because then we're just comparing our jobs continuously to those around us. It should probably be more focused on fulfillment and challenge and enjoyment and the people you work with. Prestige is not available in a vacuum. It's only available when you're looking around to everyone else, which I don't think is the healthiest thing to do. Yeah, if you're looking around to everyone else, then you're living your life by everyone else's expectations but yourself. Like, what makes... It's twofold, Sam. Like, you have to compare here because you have to come up with your own level of what prestige is. You have, let's say, Sam Panich growing up. You're in middle school and you're thinking to yourself, hmm, prestige might be... I want to be a basketball one player one day. And that's what prestige means to you. And being a consultant, pfft, what the hell is like consultant? What does that even mean to me? You probably don't even know in middle school, but then you get older and you realize that your expectations for prestige are going to be a lot different because you're not making it to become a professional basketball player. But you see through college now, wow, becoming a consultant, that seems prestigious. And I want to go after that. But now you sit here now. And yeah, you could say I'm in a prestigious job, but you probably look around and you're like, dang, there's a new level of prestige that you see in your life, but the general public still may have a totally different idea of what you see as prestige. So maybe that's not the right word for it, right? What is the, what is the word that you need to describe that you are enjoying your job? Is prestige only used with like your job too? No, it doesn't need to. Awards, I guess. The apartment you live in, like I don't know. I don't. Yeah, where you live. Yeah. The awards you've received, the the clothing that you wear, the the people you surround yourself with. It's all a comparison game. It's putting. It's all a facade. I mean, I don't know if it's a facade is the right word, but it's all this perception. Does that matter? If you're secure in who you are, and I'm not saying anyone has this, I definitely don't. I obviously compare myself to people, but if you do the work, use mental fortitude, are introspective, and you truly are able to embrace who you are and be confident in your whole self, does prestige matter at all? Do you give a shit? No, because you're following what you're passionate about and you're following what brings meaning and purpose to you. Yeah. And that may be a very not prestigious thing project that you go after thing you do however you have a guy for example like or girl whomever works on a a very low prestigious project maybe they're going to the river and feeding animals because you know whatever down by the river in a van down by the river yeah down by the river they're, you know, bringing an animal like some type of food or something that they can't get in their current habitat or something, right? That is and they just a that. wild example. Continue. Wild example. This is the first thing that came to my mind. I okay? have no and idea why. Week, they do that on a weekly basis. Not very prestigious if you ask me, but they find gratification value and they find purpose because that animal necessarily needs that. 10 years down the road, though, 
that same person is continuing to do that over time. And that person is now the the known person. The in best gatherer of <laughs> no, the river. They saved the habitat of this animal or whatever, and they replicated that across the entire country. And then something has come about that, and the world is better because of this one person doing this low effort, low prestigious thing for a long time. That person is now prestigious, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think there are a lot of jobs, though, that even if you don't have that at the end, they might not have prestige, but if they bring you fulfillment, they're extremely important to our society. Think about all the trade jobs that used to be like amazing guaranteed paychecks, right? Plumbers, electricians, carpenters. All those guys now, are. there's a lot less of them. A lot of people are going and getting white collar jobs and not necessarily trade school is for everyone. Those might not be the most prestigious jobs, but I would argue that they're extremely important in our society right now and we would probably fall apart without those guys. So is prestige tied to things that really matter or not? I think it really comes down to fulfillment, right? Do you feel enjoyment from your work? Do you feel challenged from your work? Are you financially stable with your work? Prestige will come and go, right? What's prestigious to you in your 20s is not going to be prestigious in your 30s and your 40s and so on. So like, do you really want to be chasing a moving target all the time or going back to something that we talk about a lot, do you want to be chasing a feeling? Prestige, I guess, is a feeling-ish, but it's something that I think is not super attainable. I would rather chase feelings that I can be sustained. I think a lot of young adults chase prestige in the sense of high-profile job, making a lot of money. I feel like I'm prestigious because I'm making this amount of money. I have this type of job. I'm surrounding myself with these types of people. But the work itself is not fulfilling and they don't find gratification out of the projects that they're doing and the work that they're doing. 100%. So while it may seem prestigious in the long run, that is a recipe for de-elevation, I think, in some capacity. We don't like de-elevation over here. That's Matt McCartland's <laughs> podcast, De-Elevation Nation. We don't like that. So we only elevate here. We'd love to hear your thoughts on prestige. It's obviously an interesting term, something that we all know, but I don't know if anyone spent 15 minutes solely talking about the word prestige. Well, now Parker and I have, and we'd love to hear your thoughts, Elevation Nation. Is chasing prestige okay? Is it frowned upon? Should we be redirecting the words that we focus on? And yeah, we'd love to hear what you think. We got Parker's perspective today. It's been a while, P. What do you got for us? Anything? Uh, my This was my perspective. I was going to say, Sam, we, we might as well go by the river now and bring you know some food or some type of substance to the animals and some fish type that of I don't know to better their lives. And then maybe in 10 years, we'll change the world that way. I hope other people know the Chris Farley skit of living in, in a van down by the river. Cause that's all I could think about this entire time. Um, but thank you, Barker for giving me that vivid vision of you down by the river, not worrying about prestige. I think that's important. So Elevation Nation, we love you. Until next week, peace. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you aren't already a subscriber, please do subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at ElevationNation underscore IO and on Twitter at ElevateBeGreat. Check us out on the web at www.elevationnation.io. 
Till next week, Elevation Nation. Elevation Nation.